Severe weather hits central Texas, bringing a tornado, flooding, and pounding rain. We're looking at the damage left behind. And today, officially the wettest day of the year so far in Austin, and there's more rain coming. Your first warning forecast is coming up. Election error. Well, really a human error causing problems with Williamson County ballots. A tornado touchdown in central Texas. Check out this video of viewers sent us showing the size of the twister that touched down in Mustang Ranch in Niederwald. Wow, that's magnificent. And take a look at this, Jennifer Vela. Thanks to Jennifer, she sent us this video. Looks like dark, swirling clouds here. She shot it while driving from Lockhart to Buda just before 8 o'clock this morning. She sent it to us at reportit at kxan.com, and that's where you can always send your weather videos and pictures. We certainly appreciate that. Let's get right to KXAN's Sarah Alshea, who has spent all day in San Marcos checking out the damage there. Sarah. Things have improved significantly out here. When we were here just a few hours ago, this road was actually dangerous to drive on. The water from the Blanco River was all the way up and over the road, but as you can see, it is completely clear now. Over in Caldwell County, there was some debris from that tornado. It hit a shed on a ranch out there, but even those who saw the tornado from afar were left shaken up. Holy cow. A tornado spotted in Caldwell County. A viewer sent us this video in Niederwald. Oh, wow, look at that. A striking sight for people near the path of the storm. When I realized what it was, I had one of those, oh, heck, what do I do moments. While on her way to work from Lockhart to Buda, Jennifer Bella says she couldn't believe her eyes. It was scary. I was, I think by the time I got to work, my hands were still shaking. Bella says her two daughters, who attend Lockhart ISD, sheltered in place twice this morning because of the Severe weather. Hard to concentrate on work. Be away from them during something like that. On Rolling Ridge Road in Lockhart, you get a closer look at the damage. This shed on a ranch torn up by the twister. Workers here say they saw the tornado and took cover. They're left picking up pieces, some blown about a quarter mile down the road. From tornadoes to flooding, hard rain brought high water to parts of central Texas. In Hayes County, TxDOT crews and law enforcement were out in areas where roads flooded. For people like Vela, Thursday's severe weather was a bit of a scare. It was the first time she's ever seen a tornado, and she hopes it's her last. It was kind of a surreal experience, and I don't want to experience again. Now the National Weather Service, the National Weather Service survey team says they're going to be out tomorrow morning to establish the tornado's path, length, width, and damage rating. Back to you in the studio. All right, Sarah, thank you very much. And closings due to the storm are still in place. In Pflugerville, Kelly Lane from Falcon Point West to Falcon Point East is closed due to the base washing out from underneath the roadway. Also in Pflugerville, all the park trails with low water crossings are closed. We'll, of course, let you know when they're back open on air or on our website, as always, kxan.com. All right, take a look at this video from out west of us. This is from the Slab RV Park in Kingsland earlier today. The rivers there are swollen thanks to all the rainfall. The LCRA opened one floodgate partially at Wirtz Dam and two others are open at Stark Dam. And David, we're thinking that all this water is probably helping us out with the low lake levels that you were talking about all summer long over at Lake Travis. This is an illustration of how big Lake Travis is. There's more than 100,000 gallons per second wow. flowing into Lake Travis. 
and we're not going to see a big benefit, unfortunately. Mm. Check mm. this out. Lake Travis over the past two days has been very low with the levels only about 626, 627. So far, here's a little perspective. We've seen a rise of about three to four inches. The lake is still more than 50 feet lower than its full elevation. And according to the LCRA, we'll only get a foot or two total rise when this is all said and done. The rainfall was sure heavy, though. Over eight inches fell in parts of the hill country over the past six hours, though it has started to move out to the east. Still a flash flood warning in effect from North Austin and Round Rock out toward Granger for elevated creek flows for another 10, 11 minutes. East of 35, these storms are moving out, but some really heavy rain falling right now in places like Fayetteville. Look at these incredible rain totals. 8.34 inches of rain since yesterday afternoon in the San Saba Llano County line over six inches in parts of Lampasas County. Coming up, we'll talk more about the lake level impact, more rain that's on the way, and just how cold it will be a few days from now. Pray for those that are hurt. Pray for the families that have a loss. A manhunt continues on land and by water to find the gunman and U.S. Army reservist who killed 18 people in Maine and hurt 13 others. Schools and businesses in that area are closed today while folks are told to stay home behind locked doors. NBC's Chris Pallone tells us what we know about the suspect. In the communities around Lewiston Main streets are empty, businesses and schools closed, people are staying home, some locking their doors for the first time in a long time as police try to close in on a killer. Based on our investigation, we believe this is someone that should not be approached. This is someone that should be, um, if you come into any contact with this individual or someone that you think looks like this individual, you were to call 911. An arrest warrant has been issued for 40-year-old Robert Card. Investigators believe he's the gunman seen here holding an assault-style rifle. The shooter first opened fire around 7 in a Lewiston bowling alley, then drove to a nearby restaurant and bar and killed more people there. Leroy Walker confirmed to Lester Holt his son Joey was a manager at Shemengi's Bar and Grill and died in the massacre. He went into telling her that uh, he died as a hero because he picked up a, a butcher knife from somewhere as, you know, the, he has all that stuff near the bar anyways. And he tried to go at the gunman to stop him from shooting anybody else. The gunman shot him twice, twice through this. Police found Card's abandoned car about eight miles from the shootings. A police bulletin said Card was trained as a firearms instructor and believed to be in the Army Reserve. That release also said he recently reported mental health issues, including hearing voices, and had threatened to shoot up a National Guard base in Maine. This city did not deserve this terrible assault on its citizens, on its peace of mind, <clears throat> on its sense of security. Now as the search for the suspect continues, so many questions remain. Why? How? And is any place truly safe? Chris Pallone, NBC News, Lewiston, Maine. And two police sources tell NBC News Card purchased that gun used in this attack legally earlier this year. President Biden has ordered flags be flown at half-staff in honor of all those victims. Well, we have some breaking news this evening from Williamson County, where an elections employee has been fired after their error led to 18 votes not being counted in a sales tax election. Well, if approved, the proposition would increase the taxes for some in emergency services district number nine. County Judge Bill Gravel says the voters affected are in a part of the county recently annexed into District 9. That change was not caught by the employee. 
I'm resolved to use all of our county resources at, at our disposal to ensure that this does not happen again to a Williamson County voter. So starting tomorrow, the 879 voters who can vote in this election will be able to do so on a separate ballot. And then those results are going to be counted on a separate machine on election night. Well, coming up, a New York congressman pleading guilty for pulling a fire alarm. What his colleagues are comparing his actions to. And making Austin more affordable by letting neighborhoods become a little more crowded. The concerns about the zoning proposal that has hundreds lining up tonight to give city leaders a piece of their minds. Well, looking live right now at Austin City Hall, hundreds of people have lined up to talk about the city's rules when it comes to zoning. Austin's mayor and city leaders say some changes to neighborhoods could help address housing affordability issues. Instead of doing it the old way or what people have grown accustomed to on trying to address how we get more stock on the ground. Now here's a look at a few of the possible changes. One would let up to three housing units, including tiny homes, be built on a property currently zoned as single family. Other changes include revising regulations for properties with two housing units and also removing restrictions on the number of unrelated adults living in a housing unit. There will be another public hearing on the proposals coming up next month. Congressman Jamal Bowman must pay a $1,000 fine after pulling a fire alarm in the Capitol building last month. There was no fire that day, so the New York Democrat pleaded guilty in court today. He must also write an apology letter to the Capitol Police Chief. He told reporters that he didn't stop to tell police that there was in fact no fire on September 30th because he was rushing to vote on the House floor to avoid a government shutdown. Bowman will have to return to court on January 29th for a hearing to confirm his compliance with the agreement and to formally dismiss the charge. Now, some Republicans are comparing what he did to the January 6th riots, but Bowman says that's crazy to compare the situations. He's accused, or he is accusing Republicans of drawing focus on him to distract from the quote, dysfunction of their own party. Up next, what testimony revealed today in the trial of the Austin police officer accused of murder for an on-duty shooting? All smiles on the rainfall charts today. Today, Austin's wettest day of the year so far with over two and a half inches. So far, we have almost doubled our average October rainfall to date. Still a deficit for the year, though, remains. Out at the airport, off the charts, 5.66 inches and counting this month. And more is coming. I'll show you when next. The medical examiner testified today in the murder trial against Christopher Taylor. That's the Austin police officer accused of murdering Mike Ramos in 2020. KX Hands Grace Reader joins us live now to tell us about today's pretty graphic testimony. Grace. That's right. The medical examiner walked through photos of Michael Ramos's autopsy today. And like you said, those photos were very graphic, so we are not going to show them to you, but can tell you that the medical examiner described Ramos's injuries as three separate gunshot related wounds, one to the head, one to the torso and one to the arm. Now we haven't heard a whole lot from Taylor's attorneys in the early stages of this trial, but they did cross examine the medical examiner pretty hard on Ramos's injuries, his mental health and drugs that were in his system. The medical examiner testified to Ramos's toxicology and said though the gunshot wounds were the cause of death, there were drugs in his system. There was cocaine, there was methamphetamine as well as amphetamine, which is, is metabolite. There were compounds indicating marijuana use and there was eulone. And what is eulone? 
Eulone is a what's known as a cathinone. Uh, it's a stimulant. It's also known colloquially, colloquially as bath salts. Uh, this morning, the state put additional first responders on the stand, including a paramedic who treated Ramos and APD officers that were on the scene with Taylor. What they talked about this afternoon was largely what role Taylor's uncle, who also works at the Austin Police Department, should play in this trial. We'll have more details for you on that coming up tonight on KXAN News at 6. Back to you. All right, Grace, we'll see you then. Thank you very much. All right, going back to today's weather and first responders in North Texas also dealing with some flooding. Check out this video. Firefighters and McKinney rescued three people and a dog from Wilson Creek. The flooding trapped people below a bridge. It's just one of four water rescues firefighters in McKinney had to deal with early this morning. And one more really unique piece of video here. A tornado touched down briefly in San Antonio as well. The National Weather Service confirmed it is sending a survey team out to assess the damage and determine the strength of this twister. No injuries were reported, but there were some downed trees, as you can see, and there's damage as well to vehicles. So, David, that makes two that we know of so far that happened right. this morning. That's exactly right. And there was a potential third in southeast Austin, but that has not been confirmed. Okay. We'll wait until tomorrow morning from the National Weather Service to hear about it. Meantime, most of what we got was just beneficial rain. I know we had some flash flood scares, certainly some danger at the low water crossings, but, you know, we got six to eight inches of rain in parts of the hill country. Lake Travis really, really needs this. We are seeing some breaks of sun live over the lake 76 degrees on the oasis cam is this going to fill the lakes it's not as you can see sometimes peninsula is still widely out there uh, as we discussed at the top of the newscast we're only expecting a one to two foot lake level rise the lake is more than 50 feet low Radar in the hill country has dried out upstream from Lake Travis. We've got a lot of water dumping down the lakes as LCRA is conducting floodgate operations at Wurtz Dam and Max Starkey Dam. But as far as what's falling now, rain has, at least for now, cleared the hill country. One tiny little downpour here in western Lampasas County where we got soaked last night and this morning. No rain right now in Austin and a few storms exiting Lee and Fayette counties. Still some dangerous cloud to ground lightning close to Fayetteville. Unbelievable stripes on the rainfall totals map. While some of us only got a half to one and a half inches of rain on 281, we got over six inches in the past 24 hours on the Llano-Mason County line and over eight inches four miles south-southeast of Cherokee. Three plus inches southwest of Fredericksburg, over two inches past day in Austin, nearly two inches in Pflugerville, almost three inches down in parts of Hayes County, east of I-35. We've had close to two inches in parts of Fayette County, heavier totals on Wilbarger Creek close to Elgin. Let's talk about what comes next. First of all, in the water vapor image, you can see this brown dry air trying to clear out the rain like we typically see after a big event, but it's not going to be able to do so. This tropical moisture is about to shift back over our area, leading to more rain overnight and tomorrow. And look at this. If you rewind 36 hours, part of this moisture is actually from that devastating Category 5 hurricane, Otis, which hit Acapulco a couple of nights ago. The flood watch continues locally until midnight for continued runoff concerns. If you come across a flooded low water crossing, please do not cross it. Turn around. Don't drown. What about additional rain? Things are pretty quiet, I think, for the next several hours. Just a few isolated showers possible. But then by midnight, there's really little chance of additional rain at all. 
but that's only for a few hours. By tomorrow morning, I'd plan your workout inside. Passing showers and storms become more widespread again. I mentioned that tropical moisture coming back over our area. This is going to mean another cloudy day with widespread rain and thunderstorms, especially during your Friday afternoon and evening commute, and especially during the Friday night football games. Here we are at 8 o'clock tomorrow, 9, 10 o'clock, still a pretty high likelihood of rain, so plan accordingly. Additional rainfall totals, though, not six to eight inches. This will be some tropical moisture, so a few downpours up to two inches are possible. Most of us, though, expect less than an additional inch, so more beneficial rain. And now that the soil is a little more saturated, hopefully we can get some more runoff into the lakes. Chance of rain by dawn goes back up to 30%. Low temperatures warm at 70. Tomorrow, high likelihood of periods of rain, cloudy skies again, and high temperatures warm at 81. Rain chances dip on a drier day Saturday, but late Sunday, rain moves back in with a strong winter-like cold front. How strong? How about a high temperature of 48 degrees? That's like February on Monday afternoon. Cold rain is likely clearing, though, we hope, by trick-or-treat plans. Second coldest Halloween in Austin record before low temperatures drop into the 30s. All right, David, thank you very much. Well, to the war between Israel and Hamas now and Israeli troops and tanks briefly raided northern Gaza overnight, engaging with Hamas militants and targeting anti-tank weapons. This ahead of an expected ground invasion. NBC's Josh Lederman reports from Tel Aviv. The Israeli military saying that overnight they conducted another ground raid into the Gaza Strip. Members of Israeli infantry as well as tanks entering the Gaza Strip, exchanging fire with Hamas and targeting Hamas anti-tank positions, according to Israel's military. Now, this is not the start of that long-planned ground incursion into the Gaza Strip. This is something smaller than that, but it is intended to lay the groundwork uh, by paving the way, sort of knocking out some of those immediate targets that could uh, pose resistance to Israel's military once it actually proceeds with a full ground invasion uh, into Gaza. The Israeli military is saying its soldiers are now safely out of Gaza, uh, but promising that there will be more of these kinds of raids in the days ahead as they prepare for that ground invasion. Now, this comes as we are also learning that Israel says that it has now eliminated uh, a senior Hamas official, the number two intelligence official uh, within Hamas, who they say was responsible for planning the terror attacks uh, of the 7th of October. Uh, this is a senior leader that they say uh, was hit in an airstrike after Israeli intelligence was able to figure out uh, where that Hamas operative was. We have not heard much from Hamas uh, about this, uh, but it comes as the humanitarian situation there is continuing to grow worse by the moment. With UNRWA, the UN agency uh, that assists Palestinian refugees, saying today might be the day when they completely run out of fuel and are forced to significantly scale back operations. Members uh, of the Arab League and other Arab nations around the world now calling for a ceasefire, urging more humanitarian aid to be allowed into the Gaza Strip. Josh Letterman, NBC News, Tel Aviv. The way you board a plane is changing. Today, TxDOT announced nine new projects in the works in our area to make it easier for people to get around without their cars. $30 million will go toward pedestrian and bike projects, and that includes expanding Metro Bikes in Austin. $11 million in funding will go to upgrading the 81 stations and 800 bikes around town, and that is about three times as many bikes as they have now. It will also help bring in more motorized bikes. Right now, just under half are motorized. Cap Metro operates 
and maintains those bikes. Other projects include adding sidewalks to roads in Florence, Giddings, Wimberley, Dripping Springs, and much more. You can read all about those projects on KXAN.com. Well, today, United Airlines started boarding its planes differently in an effort to speed up the process. They're calling it Wilma. That means windows go first, then middle seats, and then aisles. Of course, business class and pre-boarding passengers actually get to go first. This is for everyone else, and entire families can board together if someone in the family has a window seat. Airlines usually have just about 45 minutes from the moment a plane arrives at an airport before it has to take off again. 